And welcome back to another episode of the Turf Show Times Last Minute Thoughts Podcast, where we keep you up to date on all the thrills, chills, and bone-crushing spills that is and has been the Los Angeles Rams 2021 campaign. My name is Robert Finn, flying solo as J.B. Scott, my usual partner in crime, works off a turkey hangover and absolutely nothing else. So here we are. After the bye week, we all had a week off to process the Monday night debacle, uh, the trip to San Francisco didn't turn out the way most of us wanted to. A little disappointing, I think, um, to say the least, as I have monitored the Rams' Twitter over the course of the past couple of weeks. There have been some definite opinions, <laughs> to say the least, strong opinions um, as to what happened and what went down Monday night. First and foremost, obviously, Raheem Moore's taken some heat as he has um, all season long. And look, Following up what Brandon Staley was able to do was not going to be easy for Morris coming in. I think everybody knew that. Um, Anybody who expected that defense to um, pick up where they left off last season may um, have been dreaming. Let's just call it what it is. But um, we did expect maybe something a little bit better. Having said that... I don't think, and this is just my own personal opinion, um, the defense is as bad as um, it's made out to be in the Twitter sphere. Didn't say that right. But bringing that back to Monday night, um, definitely some things that we could have seen go better, right? Um, When it comes to the 49ers offense, I wrote about this in a piece for the DraftKings. Um, we know what to expect, right? We don't have a Forrest Gump situation going on here. Um, we know what we're going to get when it comes to Kyle Shanahan and that offense. And it's run the football, run the football, run the football. Oh, hey, here's a pass, right? And um, that's what we got on Monday. Um, some of the criticism was, well, maybe they should have seen um, some heavier boxes. Uh, we did see quite a few light boxes on that evening. Um, hey, it is what it is. I don't think <laughs> that um, was the main reason why they lost, right? And looking at some of the recent struggles the Rams have had on the offensive side, Uh, go to speak to that a little bit more, namely um, the the, uh, Niners came out and did what the Titans did to the Rams, basically punched him in the mouth. And so the narrative now with the Rams is that they're soft. They don't respond to um, those types of situations. And um, that is, uh, that's disappointing, right? Because um, we want them to be able to take those hits, respond, score some points, and that's just not what we've seen. So we'll see what happens moving forward through the rest of the season. Um, It seems to me that coming into this, we kind of knew what that San Francisco defense was going to want to have happen. Um, having Matthew Stafford drop back consistently as often as he did, I feel played into the strength 
of that 49er defense. Yes, that secondary seems to be a weak point, so you definitely want to put pressure on them. But um, with uh, Nick Bosa coming around the side and that defensive line, you can't take those deep dropbacks and expect for it to go well for you the entire game. And um, that's kind of what we saw on Monday night. One thing that we've seen um, over the course of this season, I think, and maybe if you want to look back a couple of years now, um, I know Jared Goff kind of got a lot of heat because Goff is, is Goff, right? But maybe, and I threw something out there in um, the social media world. And the question was, maybe the 2018 version of the Rams offense was Sean McVay at his peak. So in other words, maybe the rest of the league has figured him out a bit. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Whatever it is, whatever's going on there on the offensive side of the football, um, it's not working. It's not working, and um, maybe it's a scheme thing. Maybe it's Sean McVay's um, insistence to not adjust over the course of the game, which um, seems to be a bugaboo that he's had uh, since that Super Bowl loss, right? Um, and actually, if you want to take it back further to um, the loss against the Bears in 2018, too, kind of the same thing right? Bears figured him out and didn't need to change uh, as the Rams just insisted to try and run their offense and force the issue. Doesn't seem to be working anymore. So um, I've said it multiple times on this podcast, maybe let's um, focus on making some adjustments moving forward. That said, there are some nice pieces on that Rams offense. OBJ coming over should help with that. But we don't want to cry over spilled milk, tea, whatever the case might be. Yes, that rhymes. I know. It's amazing. I do what I can to try and keep us all entertained. And speaking of entertaining, we have the Packers of Green Bay, Wisconsin on deck for Sunday. Tough game. We're all probably kind of a little bit nervous about this one, especially coming off of two straight losses and then a bye week. Hopefully we get an opportunity to get things right uh, on both the offensive and defensive side of things, as well as getting healed up. The injury report, nothing too crazy when it comes to that. There may have been some surprising names that popped up over the course of the week. Um, Leonard Floyd and Andrew Whitworth um, specifically, but uh, both look like they are on track to play, so no issues there. Um, Dante Dion, questionable. So... um, He has been a a really um, surprisingly uh, impactful player for that Rams defense. I feel like they're better with him on the field, and we've called that out a few times over the course of the year on this podcast. And um, so we want to get him back out there, right? We want to see if he can continue to make that magic happen. One name that has been, um, that showed up on the injury report and has been ruled out as of today is Ben Skoranek. 
Andy Scow, yes, he has been tasked to replace Robert Woods' very large shoes to fill. And um, he's now out for this game against Green Bay. And for me, coming off of the heels of that 49er loss, it seemed like Matthew Stafford struggled without having Robert Woods there. And I don't think enough was made of that. I don't watch the sports shows. I don't know what they talk about when you get the two guys yelling across the table at each other. I don't know, right? Maybe that was thrown out there, but not having Robert Woods could be a bigger impact to that offense than we thought we'll see coming up with Green Bay and with Benny Scow being out now. Um, who's going to fill that role? Is it going to be OBJ? He's a different player than Robert Woods. So we'll see how uh, McVay chooses to use him moving forward. On the Packers side of things, they look a bit like a mash unit. Quite a few names on that injury report. Nothing terribly surprising, much like the Rams. Um, Devontae Adams did show up on there, but he's um, expected to play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers apparently had a very nasty bout of COVID toe (laughs) over the course of the week. Um, Of course, that was a joke that he made, Um, but he's looking like he's going to play, which uh, may be good for the Rams. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about that here in just a moment, but otherwise um, no surprising names popping up on the injury report. We know that they do have um, some injuries. The only question coming in for the Packers would be Aaron Jones, the impact he's able to have on the ball game. Um, I don't know. We'll see. He has an MCL sprain. So um, two weeks off to me, seems like it may be a little early to see him coming in. And if he does, what type of impact, that's a very painful injury. Uh, So that remains to be seen, whether he comes in and able to make a difference. That being said, obviously, even if he's playing or not, not a gimme for the Rams, right? Um, Definitely a game that almost feels like a must win for uh, Los Angeles some keys, I think, offensively going into it. Obviously, want to eliminate the turnovers the last two games. I guess the 49ers and the Tennessee Titans saw pick sixes uh, in each of those games. Obviously, Matthew Stafford a little off his game in both of those contests. Uh, so we'll see, right? Obviously, we want to eliminate those turnovers. Anytime you can eliminate turnovers, it gives you a better chance of winning. But when those turnovers directly lead to points for the opposing team, um, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. We saw that with the last two games. So that seems to be the number one uh, thing you want to avoid. Secondly, get OBJ involved. Saw multiple reports coming out of Los Angeles uh, the past couple of weeks. Maybe he's not caught up to speed with that offensive game plan quite yet. Wouldn't be too much of a surprise, right? It's probably pretty, um, a little bit more complex than any of us would probably um, know from a fan standpoint. But then there were reports saying that he's in good shape, picking it up pretty quickly. So um, regardless of what it may be, 
his role now, his arrival for the Rams is that much more important, and he needs to get involved in that game plan sooner rather than later. And then, you know, something that we've been talking about all season long over the course of game after game after game after game, I feel like I'm just winded talking about this, right? I feel like I've run a 10K <laughs> just because we've brought this up so much. Speaking of running the football, give it to um, Henderson, Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle. Both backs are capable. Let them run that rock, establish some physicality. I think that's going to be important, especially being on the road at Lambeau. Uh, very, very, very critical. They establish that run and it's going to help keep Matthew Stafford up off the ground. So I think from all my coaching expertise, those are going to be the keys to the game on that side of the football. On the other side of the football, defense, right? I think, um, again, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of heat coming um, specifically for Raheem Morris. I think getting after Aaron Rodgers is going to be the key. That shouldn't be that big of, a, of an issue, right? With Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, um, making him get up and move on uh, that toe. That's been giving him some issues. Uh, the more they're able to do that, making him uncomfortable back there um, will help the Rams um, on that side of the football. We've seen him do really, really well from an improvisational standpoint, but I think that pain in that foot might um, hurt more than help that offensive game plan for the Packers. Uh, need to shut down that run, right, for the Packers. That's kind of the thing that's, that, that's haunted the Rams all season. It feels like every team they've played has been able to establish the run. Uh, Tennessee wasn't, but that wasn't the reason why the Rams lost that contest wasn't from the defensive side of things but otherwise it seems like uh, teams have been able to establish the run against them so uh, if they can shut that down and eliminate that as a threat the better off they're going to be and lastly from a defensive side of things it's been said ad nauseum Ramsey not covering the big time players hey I'm not a defensive coach. I don't know what goes into schemes. What I do know is that, and we saw it last year, right? So any outlet can publish whatever they want, but we saw it last year. Ramby was able to shadow the star players, shut them down, take them out. And if he's able to do that to Adams in this game, I feel like that's going to be um, very important and a key to this win regardless of the injuries they have that's still a potent offense they can still um, cause some pain for that Rams and we've seen that Rams secondary struggle and if Dante Dion's not going to be out there um, Darius Williams not back to where we want him to be that could just cause some some more issues uh, in that secondary so um, one less threat the better I know I'm moving along a little bit quicker than we normally do, and I do apologize, listener. Next week, I will be back with J.B. Scott. It's going to be just our normal banter, our normal back and forth, but we've come to prediction time, and my prediction is I feel surprisingly confident 
and comfortable with this game. Not really a prediction, I know. But um, there's a sense of calm <laughs> within me when it comes to this game. Um, a lot of it is because of that bye week, right? Uh, if you're going to have a two-game losing streak, I feel like going into a bye, obviously, you want to try and have momentum. But if you need to get right, having a week off to sit back and really um, take a look at what went wrong in those two games, uh, that extra time I think is really, really going to help out. And I think they're going to come out focused and ready to go. The Rams players know what people are saying, right? They know that um, they're being called soft. So they're aware of of what's out there and what's being said. I feel like this is going to be that um, that's going to really help them in this game and go into Lambeau. Um, That's a long winded way, long winded way of me to tell you that I think the Rams going to win this one 24, 21 going to be a close game. However, if you're feeling comfortable, if you're like me and you're thinking the same thing, um, one thing that I will caution you, listener, is that um, my predictions are typically wrong, <laughs> right? So maybe I should pick the Packers. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking that I should pick the Packers to win this one, 24 to 21. I don't know. I like the Rams' chances. I think they're going to go in focused and ready to go. Uh, what I do know as well is that no team wants to be on a three-game skid. So. Um, that being said, let's talk a little bit about that NFC playoff race because uh, with the Cowboys losing on Thanksgiving, that helps the Rams, right? In terms of playoff positioning um, and moving forward, that kind of puts them in a good spot. That being said, they need to win. They got to take advantage of these situations, right? And if they can do that, um, so much the better. However, Right now, the NFC West playoff race still down to two teams. It is the Rams and the Cardinals. And truthfully, if any other division-leading team loses, um, it doesn't matter for the Rams. If they cannot overtake the Cardinals, it's a wild card spot, and that's just what it's going to be regardless of that record, right? Um, So right now, two-team race. We'll talk about the Cardinals here in a moment. However, coming off a Monday night, the 49ers, not really out of it yet. Even though the NFC West winner might be a two-team race, um, or a potential winner, I suppose, uh, the Niners aren't quite out of it, right? They only have five losses, so um, not out of the question that they would be able to make that up, right? They do have um, a tougher schedule coming up. They're not any gimmies on any team schedule, especially this season, right? But they do have some tougher matchups coming up that might um, help the Rams if the Niners can lose a couple of those just to kind of put a nail in that particular coffin, right? Uh, we know that the Rams schedule coming up is pretty unforgiving. They got some tough matchups, um, including that week 14 game against the Cardinals. I'll talk about that here in a moment before we get the heck out of here. Um, and then the Seahawks looking at them, they're a mess. However, uh, seven losses, most likely 
realistically probably out of the playoff race, right? Um, but they can still play that spoiler role. They have games coming up against the San Francisco 49ers who they've already beaten once this season, and that is at home for them. So um, we're all going to be Seahawks fans, I think, for that particular game. And they have one coming up. It's at Arizona. But they have one coming up against the Cardinals too. So, um, and one more coming up against the Rams. So they still have um, the ability to be spoilers for one of these teams here in the NFC West. Speaking of the NFC West, and lastly, um, Cardinals obviously in the driver's seat with only two losses. So that week 14 matchup is just that much more critical for the Rams, right? Not only do we need that in order to even up that um, record, right? Splitting the two game series between the teams is um, critical for them if they want to avoid a playoff seeding, but going to need some help, right? And Cardinals do have some tougher matchups coming up as well. So um, going to Chicago is not going to be easy for them. They still have a matchup against them Cowboys. So uh, we'll see how that plays out as well. Uh, Lots to talk about. So far, hopefully, um, we'll get more answers than questions as we move into Sunday and, more importantly, into Monday morning. Are we all going to have the hangover of a three-game losing streak? Or are the Rams going to ride the ship? I don't know. More questions and answers, like I said. But if you have any questions or if you have any thoughts, feel free to hit us up at turfshowtimes.com for all things Rams related. Uh, You can hit me up. You can hit up JB. Say hi to Ken. You can say hi to Holden. Everybody's here to answer your questions. Uh, But be nice, right? We're all here for the same thing. We all love those Los Angeles Rams and want to see them do well. So for the Turf Show Times, my name is Robert Finn. I will be back with you next week, next Saturday. J.B. Scott will be back in the house. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about the week that was, the week that is, and all things Los Angeles Rams. If it's Sunday, it is time for Rams football. Go Rams.